Welcome to Love and Madness. Yep. And uh, hope you all that we had a, a very productive week. Really, yeah. we did. Considering. Yeah, uh, we had a lot doing, going on. I was dealing with a little uh, mental weather, but I think we did good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm. I've been doing physical therapy for three weeks now, and I'm. Um, getting more energy and feeling better and my back's getting better. So, yay. That's great. And I started a, a new, uh, um, I'm trying Noom, a new, uh, weight <coughs> loss, weight loss program. And, um, so far I really like it. They seem I, to address all the, all the issues with this, being overweight as opposed to just counting calories or holistic. points or whatever. It's a very holistic way of looking at things and making some, uh, small incremental life changes to instead of trying to get you where flip you need flop to be. your life in yeah. one day and, and dealing with the like mental rollbacks blocks you get mm. and it's done with humor as well which i really appreciate i really I, everything you've shown me and told me about this program is impressive and if there's a way to invest in noom it would be awesome because they're a good company they have uh trainers right or, or uh, yeah. advisors yeah. right there ready for, to talk to you every day yeah. With this program, it's it's better than something like a Weight Watchers where you're on your own with cards to figure it out. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So far, and I, I've lost, I don't know, three or four pounds this week um, just getting into it. And uh, use real psychology that works. Yeah. Instead of just it, telling it, it's you, like don't be that way. They're, they're, they're taking a, you know, a, cog- a cognitive behavioral therapy approach, but doing it with uh, effective humor and, um, you know, smart. Small goals to start out, and then they increment them up. Like, you know, the steps, they start at 2,000 steps a day, and then they slowly increment those up. To where? To, uh, well, the goal, the ultimate goal is 10,000. But um, Those be walking every morning, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, I was like, I did 2,000 a day just running around the house and doing laundry. So I'm like, yay. How do you, you have a step counter? Yeah. With the app? Well, my iPhone does it. Your app? I remember now. They put that in, like, years ago. <laughs> And it like it was a big deal, and then I disappeared. I thought, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah. So cool. the the app just works with the iPhone, and and it's like as long as I keep it in my really? pocket, it counts my steps. It's I like, wonder if I have a step counter with mine because I, I could use more walks. I think. I I, I have no idea if you do, hmm. but um, yeah. So I I'm really happy with that, uh, and I'll I'll keep everybody updated on how I'm doing with that. But so far, so good. Your I mean, energy's the, way better. Oh uh, yeah, it's like I haven't been coming home quite as much needing to pass out every day it's maybe every other day but it's not every it day happens. now <laughs> i mean right now uh, i'm suddenly tired also yeah so so that's good that's and, great. and um and um yeah scott had some stuff happen this week too well, but we'll oh, talk about that at the end we can also talk about like the actual just getting stuff done this week yeah. I got a little more done than usual. We got the backyard finished uh, yes. with the help of Daniel Back. Oh, uh, and our website for going. the wedding venue yes. is finally up. Hallelujah. As you wish, weddingsandmore.com. Yes. It is uh, still a matter of we can do elopements and tell us what you need and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Because we're working on building it and uh, we need to get somewhere before we, we have everything we want. For yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, but we've got a really beautiful backyard with Christmas lights strung. And yeah. it's like if you want to do a, an itty bitty little thing, and especially with COVID right people now. people would be great back there. Yeah. Um, we can certainly handle that easily. Smaller, and, you know? Yeah. More room. If 25 people, people could space out for COVID. Yeah. If they had to. 50 if it was not COVID uh, restrictions. Right. You fit like 50 people back there. 
but it would have to be like standing around waiting during the ceremony, you know? Yeah. And then you have the picnic on our lawn or, or, or yeah. whatever. Because we'll we have 12 acres here and half of it's wooded or more than half of it's wooded. And yeah. we've got a beautiful property. And we've got a bunch of tables and chairs already. Yeah. Like tons enough, enough for way more people than just 25 or 50. We could probably do. How many tables do you have and how many chairs? Well, we, ha we have enough cha chairs for 50 people to sit all at once. That's it. Sitting yes. all at once. Yes. And then if you're doing a real wedding, people are walking around a little to talk. Yeah. But occasionally you can have people sitting down. There's plenty of seats. Yeah. So we could do it probably a, uh, out in the front lawn. We could do a 300-person wedding almost. As long as people are standing, yeah, we could. Uh, we have plenty of standing room, yes. We have a nice property. We don't have enough sitting room Our for that. We do themed weddings. We've yeah. done one, really good one. And uh, we'd like to keep doing them. And we, we'll do a theme based on whatever nerd thing you like because that's kind of our, our, our niche. Yeah. And we want it to be fairytale weddings and then everything west of that in nerd. <laughs> Is that about right? Yeah, that sounds about it's right. Like, that's just that's the most but, normal mainstream thing. But that that was a huge milestone for us because that had been I'd been struggling with that, and you you stepped in and helped me finish that. It and... took a bit of like prep. It's like you know how when you're going to list something when you're older, and you get you're like okay, so let me brace my back. Unfortunately, yeah. it took me a little bit too much bracing to get this gut finished. But once it was started, it was so easy to get that website up. Yeah, got the pictures up. And and yeah, and I I I've been I've been doing all the the household tech stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're doing great with that one. So, the solar is going to help us. Yep. We bought solar panels and we're paying them off, and that's helping with taxes. Yep. For years, we got years of like less taxes because we got solar panels and we're paying for them with yeah you know, rebates. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get all that turned over to the accountant either Monday, Tuesday this week. You're and... Brilliant. With money, you figure it out and you uh, you plan all the money, and I'll bring more money in for you to use. Sounds good. Okay. But um, yeah, so it, it's been a it's been a busy week for us, but I feel like it's been a very successful week for us, and it's like that's that's really it's really good, and yeah. we've got momentum to build on now, and yes. I like that. And we're feeling energy. I have a lot of energy, and we had a uh, very minor issue. I'm not going to go way into it, but uh, I go too fast for a conversation sometimes with this family. You guys are very careful and considerate when you're talking. And I'm all over the place in speed. I know where I'm going, but sometimes I skip ahead and I cut you guys off. Yeah, and that can get frustrating. It gets frustrating, and it's frustrating for me when I'm doing it. Yeah. But there's a reason. It's because I'm dealing with mental weather. A lot of crazy stuff happens in my head, and I feel like I'm fighting it all day. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do better about being considerate and trying to figure out how to get my clock speed to match some divisor of, say, Daniel's. Yeah. Daniel is a, is like a guy that's on a riverboat ride <laughs> through life, smelling all the roses on the way by. And it's great. He's smart, very smart, but he doesn't like to speed up or slow down. He doesn't he's, like change. He's period. got a very specific rhythm. He does not like change. And period. I'm no good with specific rhythms. But he, he's just starting a new job. He's on his second week. Doing and, great. Uh, yeah, so that's good. He's got, a, he's got a, also a uh, meal privilege uh, rule. With the around around the house, we kind of hired. I had hired, to get mean. <laughs> well, because he's supposed to be paying rent, and he wasn't he wasn't getting his job yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I called it Operation Let's Starve Daniel until he gets off his ass. That's Janelle's <laughs> That's tactic. That's the operation. That's the title. We of don't the starve him to, to 
to death. No, no, no. I've been giving him uh, a little bit of money every week. But he to was bringing the fridge three times a day. Yeah. And he's eating us out of house and home and not contributing anything. And I'm like, no, we can't do that anymore. He's, he's old enough. He's, he's 21. 21. It's like that needs to change. So he's allowed to come over and raid the fridge on Sundays and Sundays only. And the day he mowed the lawn, he got to eat the meal at night. Yeah. And hang out all and he's allowed, he wants. Yeah. He's allowed to trade chores for food. Yeah. Essentially. The more we get done around the, the area, like uh, Alex helped him with his task. He got a steak last night over this. Yeah. And uh, we gave him a steak in advance because it was raining. As long as he took the rest of the wedding tent from the first wedding down, yeah, because uh, a storm ruined it, and yeah. so we left the big uh, way a, a the back metal part frame. Of our, was a metal frame on the back part of our property. Yeah. I'd taken down all the panels, but the, the the rods were all rusted together. Yeah, after that big storm. So so they've been taking a sledgehammer to it and beating it up. Yeah, and we're gonna replace it with some like a real gazebo, and yes. all that. But it's all on the back part of our property where we held that wedding. Yeah. So so yeah, that's been been interesting and i've been i've been calling both kyla and alex out on a a few things as well so they've been a little grumpy with me (laughs) like dishes and stuff Uh, dishes and hygiene yes teenage boys i don't know that kyla has a hygiene issue no she does not she does not she does not no but but the dishes were her issue but but yeah yeah she tries to get out of doing the dishes by going to bed and so like yesterday morning i woke her up before I before I went to work and I'm like, can you do the dishes? Because I had asked her to do the dishes the night before and she said, yeah, I'll do it. Before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah and uh, and she didn't do it. So I got her up early. She, she didn't so make she could the do positive it. promise that she would do it before bed. We made an agreement, we thought, <laughs> and she kind of casually dismissed it. Oh, no, no, bed. no. She flat out asked me last night. She's like, do I have to do it right now? And I'm like, no, you have don't have to do it right just now, but you, just before bed. And she went to bed without doing it. So right, I got but her she didn't up make early. the positive statement she'd do it before bed. So it's not like she broke a promise. She just kind of let it go. Yeah. And but that's her way. She's notorious about doing that. Letting it go. I didn't to hear To the you. point that, that her, 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 her brothers get frustrated with her because she gets out of chores <laughs> by going to bed. That's the thing, uh, though. <laughs> you're very good about people taking naps. Like, if I ever need a nap and you, like, were out at Costco or something, I couldn't handle that many people that day or something. And you did the Costco run by yourself, which you've done a couple times lately. Yeah. Um, when you come home, if I'm about to take a nap, I'll get up and try to help you. Yeah. Uh, unload the car. But you would let me sleep unless I found you because I heard the car coming. Right. You know, you tend not to bother people when they're taking a nap. Naps are important. They are, but like it was never an excuse I when d- I was I a don't, kid. I don't like it when people nap, interrupt my naps. <laughs> You're good with naps. I'm good with yours. But I get, it's, it's alien to me that you respect naps. Like as if they're uh, like. It's like, I don't know. It's like a holy thing. If you get a nap, <laughs> don't bother them. Like, uh, but that's right. good. It helps. But we're going to switch gears in a moment. I'm going to mm-hmm. take a momentary break. Quick pause. And then we're going to. Well, we're back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You remember those, those things that people wear to stadium games when they were, you know, they needed to pee often? No. They're these little like uh, urinals that you wear. What? Yeah, it happens. It's like an old thing from the 80s or 90s. People uh, would wear these to, to like sports uh, games, and they'd be pissing down their own leg ew. into a bag. It, it was a thing. You could buy them on like uh, 1899 okay. you know, a TV show. I have never heard of that, but uh, yeah. Late anyway. night commercials. Order now. You know. Yeah, okay. Don't get those. <laughs> I won't be sexy. I, I forbid you. <laughs> But uh, we actually want to talk about, and it's like, Scott has not seen this movie, but I watched this movie today. It sounds good. And it's, what is it called? The Tale. The and tale. it's on HBO A-L-E. Max. And it's starring um, 
uh, Lauren, shoot, what's her name? She is the girl from the, the, the uh, scientist, the female scientist from the original Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, the blonde lady. The blonde lady, yes. Yeah, she's the main character yeah, in this? Yeah, she's the main character. She's good. Yes. She's a good actress. She's Yeah, she's very good, and I cannot recall her last name at the moment. But that's oh, but okay. you know what she's in. She's been in a few yeah. of these dramatic movies, and she's really but good. But you got it. the picture in your head. Mm -hmm. And it is story, the, the director slash writer of the story is a true story about herself. And, um, the author of the actual story. The author of the story. Gotcha. And um, it is essentially about a woman in her, her late 40s. Um, she's uh, a successful uh, documentary, uh, docu documentary film person. Yeah. That's what she does for a living. That's what she does for a living. She's got a relationship with a man she's been with for six years who clearly loves her. They've been engaged for three years. She's never even looked at the ring. She's got some issues, right? Yeah. And her mom calls her up and says, I need you to look at the story you wrote when you were a kid. And um, through this process, um, she starts out at the beginning of the movie talking about how when her first relationship, her first sexual relationship in her life was with an older man. How old was she? She was 13. Oh. Yeah. But in her mind, she had cast herself as older than she actually was. She thought she was like a queen, at or a least princess. fifteen or sixteen, or I mean, she in her mind she was a lot more mature than she actually was. And her mom is freaking out over the story that she'd written, telling about this quote affair she'd had with this oh, yeah. older man. When young, like teenage girls, start reading French literature and stuff, it's when they start thinking this stuff's okay. Uh, well, one of my classmates was dating a school bus driver. Ooh. Isn't that creepy in high school? Yeah. It was creepy. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. But um, in her mind, she had thought this was a consensual, normal relationship, and this is the way love was supposed to be. And um, at, throughout the movie, she realizes that she really was a victim of sexual abuse. and. Um, and 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 there, I mean, there's one scene where her her fiance finds the story and starts reading it. He's like, "Honey, I had no idea. I'm so sorry you were a victim of this." And she's like, "Don't call me a victim. I'm not a victim." You know, she right. starts screaming at right. him because she just doesn't want to be cast as a victim. It, and it's it, the whole movie is about her coming to terms with that, with that, having been a victim at a younger age. Yeah, and not realizing it at the time. Right. But it affected her whole life. And so the, the movie is about her, you know, uh, coming to grips with that, that it really has affected her whole life, that, you know, she never got married. She never had kids. She never did a lot of things. She lost a lot of time in life. Based on the things that she, quote, learned <coughs> in that initial relationship with this, this adult man that when, was abusing her. When you told me, one thing that struck me, and my, you, you said it earlier, but we have to repeat it. Mm -hmm. She's 40 years old and has her first long-term relationship for six years. Yeah. And she hasn't, she's supposed to be engaged to the guy. You said she wasn't looking at the ring, the yeah, wedding ring Yeah, she wouldn't anything. wear the ring. She was, it was like, still she in wasn't a box ready on the shelf. She, there was this broken part of her that believed she was in a romantic, everlasting, fairy tale relationship with this other guy, right? Well, not, it wasn't that she had this connection to this other guy, but no. this other guy had 
very much um, sold her the bill of goods that uh, marriage was not a good thing. That um, oh, he, that, he groomed her that way. Yeah, he 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 groomed her to believe that a lot of the uh, traditional relationship norms, uh, whether you're married or not, were were obsolete, were oh, totally so like, backwards thinking, and that oh, she was a grown adult for being so progressive thinking back and allowing him to do the things he did she's to her. a smart girl when she's yeah. a kid yeah she's smart as a kid though right yeah a 13 year old smart kid yeah uh who wants to be older and wants to be more mature and taken seriously right someone tells her all these contrary ideas of only we know this special thing right and i'm gonna do other things to you now yeah that is a messed up guy yeah and he needs to die yeah die 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 and uh i'll so, leave it there but uh, it was it was it, it really, it really, really expressed well why it takes some people so long to say they're abused. On on the one hand, grooming, it, it, it's the grooming. Yeah, it's, it changed it's your whole grooming. mind. And it's like, but it really, really did a good job of explaining how people get into that mindset and why they have a hard time with it. Yeah, because you know the these predators are so skilled it's at pretty poison is what i call that stuff yeah in general they, they they tell you these good stories of like hey we're having a great time aren't we yeah and then tap you on the leg you know yeah. like it's like it's wrong they started off that way where you're having a great time doing something that is unusual for your age or something right yeah isn't it cool to go out there and shoot guns or something whatever it oh, is and, anything and they flattered her by you know they flattered her uh, he flattered her by telling her how mature she and how was, how smart she was, and how smart she oh, was, yeah. and how talented she was. And she was, he was her running coach for several years. Well, and wh- how she was, running you coach. know, has such a, oh, you know, a natural talent. And, you know, it, it was just, and he was, she did not have neglectful parents, but she had a lot like of siblings. Right? She had busy parents. She had a lot of yeah. siblings. So you get lost and, a little. And, you know, when you have a lot of siblings, sometimes, if you're a quiet kid, you you get lost in the shuffle a little bit. And you go she was, to the library, you meet an old guy, and she was whatever. one of those kids. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, her her <coughs> mom was the one who realized it and felt horrible. And there was a there was a scene where her mom apologizes to her for not protecting her. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's her. She's and carrying that burden too herself once she figured it out. Yeah, mother. yeah, and that's that's sad. Yeah, because she. She, she, there's nothing they could have done with that many kids, right? Right, right. And 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 if if the daughter had said anything, they would have done something. But this but guy was so insidious didn't. that he, he got her not to say anything. Yeah, but but it, it you know after after you know they had their quote relationship, <coughs> you know for years later he's sending her birthday cards. It's like he, I mean, he cried when she broke up with him. Oh, she know? broke up with him. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, she had gotten to the, they they had I I won't give the whole movie away but then had set up a situation that she was not did he did he manipulate the breakup though like no 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 she getting too old no 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 it didn't get that far okay. it did not get that far but she matured past him she she got to a point where her body was reacting badly every time she was around him like she would start throwing up because she knew it was wrong it, it on a level but her body knew. They Her say that body there's knew. a book called The Body Remembers, I think. Yeah. And it's about that kind of thing where you have trauma. You might not, like, your subconscious knows it's wrong because everything about it knows knows it's wrong. However, your intellectual stuff is where you fool yourself into thinking it's okay. 
Yeah. And that conflict is where you get some aches and pains and stuff. And he had set up a weekend for her to go away with him and um, to to. to lie to her parents about her having a track meet somewhere and something like that. And she just, her body decided she had a flu, you know, and was throwing up and had a fever. It's like we have guardian angels and something helped. And, And that was... That was kind of the last straw for her when she got through that. Who knows what he would have done if he got her alone like that for a weekend? Yeah, he could have she, killed her, and then she disappears. And so no one knows why. Yeah, she she and they they in the movie they even show the, the scene where the you know she calls him up afterwards and says you know I don't want to see you anymore. Something about you. She was wrong. she she so she got that far, right. but she did not ever until pushed. her forties get to the point where she realized how abusive the relationship was she had told people and herself that it was her first relationship yeah relationship instead of an abuse situation yeah instead of but an abuse something about situation something yeah. about him he must have pushed too far because these guys once you give him an inch yeah they're going the whole mile yeah and then he thinks he's in charge of everything he'll start pushing his own uh-huh. limits and then he screws up thankfully yeah because even a smart precocious kid even if they got abused is going to figure it out they're going to figure out what to do about it eventually. Yeah. Even to get away and then years later heal or something. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's it's one of the, it's like these these guys, they do eventually push too far. And that is they do. essentially what happened. These are people without he the said, normal human limits of like, this is wrong and no way would I ever think, you know, mm-hmm. they don't have that natural like, this is, I'm not attracted to kids. They're attracted to kids. So they think anything goes. Yeah. And they're the sweetest sweethearts you ever heard of. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the director. Woody oh, Woody Allen. Allen. Oh, my God. Woody Allen. What a guy. And these guys are oh. are just so sweet, and I call them wistful chomos because they're all yeah. like they're always so like emotional yeah. about stuff. Yeah, I watch. I Everything's watched, great. Let's experience I everything. Watched the, the first episode of, of I've seen Alan a few, versus, by the way, in my lifetime. Yeah, I watched the first episode of Alan versus Pharaoh this week, and it was just heartbreaking. And I'm like, <laughs> evil oh. fuckers. They're this. They're, that's why I call it pretty poison because they're act, they act like normal people. They're oh. at the bake the the cookout. They're they're hanging out with you and the and they drag you off to the beach at the cookout. You know, yeah, it's messed up. That particular well, thing didn't I mean, happen to me, but I got put in the woods. They brought me in the woods. Yeah. Two guys. Yeah, I'm not bright. I'm not not bright. I'm not talking about that to talk about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But this stuff has happened to me too. And these guys are yeah. so insidious. Let's go in the woods and play a game. Yeah, get your clothes off. You know. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. But uh, that's as far as I want to talk about that right now. Okay. Uh, but your sh- the movie though. Anything else you have to say on the movie? Uh well, I, 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 I um, not really. I, I, I'd rather not give like everything. It's sure. worth watching, even but with everything I said. As a synopsis, that's a, that's enough to go watch it because you yeah. want to see what really happened and and how she dealt with it. Yeah, and and uh, it's rather just, than just I the was synopsis. I was really impressed because uh, a lot of a lot of people who've never been through that don't understand that. Even if they don't recognize it at the time, it comes back and, and affects them later. It's like the cool dude is what I call them, yeah. too. Cool dudes. Like, they're just a cool dude with the van. Let's go to, you know, come on down to the beach. We're going to have a beach party with a bunch of 30-year-old guys. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's the way they do well, it. Well, it's like Woody, Woody We're all Allen. Kids heart, aren't we? uh, it's like, I was, it's like, I, uh, and I've only seen the first episode because that's all they've aired so far of, of um, Alan versus Pharaoh. Jeez. Um, you know, Mia Farrow, she had, you know, okay, she had, uh, when she met Woody Allen, I think she had six kids. Yeah. Two of her own, and she had four that were adopted. She's a, she's a big heart giver. She, she is. She, she had money and fair, means, and she wanted fair, to take care of some people yeah, who needed yeah, help. Yeah. Unfortunately, her husband was a piece of crap. 
Well, what, they never married. Well, but boyfriend. Anyway. One of those modern boyfriends. Anyway, things. anyway. What a guy. And and eventually she had a seventh kid that was uh, Woody was the, the father of. But, um, yeah, it, it's like you look at the way Woody was with the girls and her family, you know, the well, females. Like real involved. Way too involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. To the point where she had back when, um, because uh, it's it's We're at least doing a sleepover, are we? You come down. Well, I mean, they Let's never they never lived together, but oh, they lived friend. right across Central Park from each other. And Wait, so, oh, so they were just like so modern that he had his own little bachelor pad. Yeah, and and oh, and there were nights where he would take all the kids, oh, and sure. she would, you know, take. A, she had the the kids most of the time. What a but, mensch! Yeah, and and um, it's not Jewish, but that's a great word. Oh, it's like. It, and then he acts like he's such an oh, it just you know. I'm just a concerned dad. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, Soon Yi, she was abused. Yeah, I don't care if she married him later. Stockholm she was syndrome. abused. Stockholm syndrome. And she and, was a child when she met the man. Okay. And he he conditioned her whole upbringing. Oh yeah. Her whole mentality oh, yeah. as she became a woman. Yeah, and and, and not they, not only did he abuse her, he abused Dylan, who was much much younger. These people are anything was, goes she really was a lot. Four of them. or five. They're not necessarily keyed in on little kids or something all the time. They're just these people that are so libertine with their sexual values, which are non existent, that they seem to think like whatever I like is fine. <gasps> and, and and it turns out, you know, that's the wrong part. Like this guy Schneider for Schneider's Bakery on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned all him his before. shows with all those pretty like teeny bopper girls, right? Yeah. He was doing things like having poor ketchup on their feet on the air to talk about like putting their toe in their mouth. He had, uh, one girl had her toe in her mouth, uh, Ariana Grande. Oh. He had her do a whole scene talking about that. And then she was trying to milk a potato. On, and think about this. Imagine these guys, what they're looking at when they see this. How is, I'm sorry, how is, what? It was supposed to be a goofy gag, right? How is this sexual? No, no, no. See, I don't is, get it. The thing is, he had a foot fetish. The guy had a foot fetish. It's okay. proven. Okay. He has his own, like, they found a ton of foot stuff. And okay. his, like, work computers and stuff. All right. So he's all about feet. And he'd have these girls wearing bare feet and pouring uh -huh. stuff on their feet. He's into that okay. for some freaking freak reason. <laughs> okay. And then he had this girl squeezing this like long phallic potato uh -huh. as if to get milk from it. She's like, you can't get juice from a potato. And she's holding it over her head like she's giving a blowjob to the thing. Oh. And he had, he directed that right on the Ew. air on Nickelodeon. Ew. This guy is evil. And he had a partner who went to jail. And uh -huh. I talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, he went to jail and then he gets out and he's still working for Nickelodeon in the back room. He's still on the set. But they just don't have him as like, as like directory as he was or something. But he's still on the damn shows mm. with his buddy. And they're doing these parties for casting with these little Hollywood kids. And they're like, you have to be alone with us and we'll cast you if you're funny. Ugh. You got to be funny because they like jokes, right? Right. A lot of these guys think they're kids and they want to pretend they're kids. But when you get them in a cornered, they are wickedly evil. Yeah. They are the worst. They're like Freddy Krueger when you get them alone and they're, and they're cornered. They'll turn dark on you. But then when they're being happy and they'll like ambush Predator. They're gonna be the, the the guys wearing like shorts when they're fifty, and 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 trying to be like a I'm wearing a polka shirt. Aren't I goofy? Yeah. You know. But meanwhile, well, let's get in the hot tub. You know. I, anyway, Good time. I, I had a lot of sympathy for for Mia. Sorry about that. For... I I went off on a tangent. No, that's okay. They masquerade as normal people. Is all. Yeah. And they're not well, human. I mean, that's like I don't know that Woody Allen never masqueraded as a normal person per se. Mm -mm. Much they like, like their quirkiness. Pers much like Michael Jackson so in that quirky. way. That you know, I don't know that everybody anybody would ever call Michael Jackson normal. There's nothing wrong However, with being quirky, but they play it 
they, they play their weirdness yeah. as like a virtue. Yeah. Because they know they're weird enough that they don't normally fit in unless they're in like the biggest voice in the room. And here I am talking loud. But that's because I got hurt. And I don't know why, but for some reason, the shame of having been hurt like that, it, you're never going to forget it. And you're never going to be, it's never going to not be present in some way. So whenever I get big and loud and I start talking about how, how they are, I yeah. feel like, man, I know I'm not that. But these guys, they, 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 they put a hook on me. And I don't have that, that desire that they have. But somehow I feel ashamed of myself because there's a similarity with my quirkiness because I'm broken mentally, you know? And, and, and I see this pattern of, like, they're quirky, I'm quirky, and I'm not a bad guy. So I'm like, is quirky evil? No. No. Quirky is not evil. It's not evil. Uh, but at the same time, they masquerade among nerd groups a lot. Uh, they hang out with the people who accept everybody. And unfortunately, they're the vic- they're the victimizers running through that crowd, hurting people. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a it's like a profile for these guys. They want to hang out with anyone. Well, who it, it's anyone. like it, it's like the, well, there's that there's that group, and then like the guy in this story was a a, um, uh, a gym uh, running coach, a running coach, and he was an Olympic medalist. Some, oh yeah, and so cool. He was um, received a lot of awards. Was he like uh, Was he like in the like off Broadway Olympics? You know what I no, mean? No, no. Was he really in the Olympics? Olympics? Like, well, I don't know. Well, in the movie he was. He okay. had a gold medal. Gotcha. I believe you. But I, saying, I don't know. Uh, but they changed all the names. I mean, I'm except curious. for hers. I'm just curious as to how much he sold himself up because they always uh, take their achievements and they. they well, boost them well, I mean, the, the end of the movie, she confronts him when he's winning. He's getting an award for like community. Oh, service yeah. or something that like was that. The cool part. And and I I really the last she confronted line, him publicly. Yeah, she confronted him pub, publicly and just laid out essentially what he did to her did they, in front of everybody. Did he stay in front of everybody while he did. Well, he and talked. he's like and he's like I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no. And then he like rushes out of the room like oh, running away. Oh good. And she, and she's leave. She <coughs> heads out the door and she turns around and everybody's like jaws on the floor and they're just staring her and her and she goes what. Am I the only one that has been coached by Bill? Right. <laughs> and walks out the door. Okay. So that, that scene reminds me of. Which was of, fantastic. It was so fantastic when you told me that. Because yeah. it reminded me a bit of um, Cruel Intentions, which is not the same matter at all. It's just a shitty sister who deserves to be embarrassed for life. Not yeah. killed. This guy deserves, like, part two to be two and a half hours of guys with axes running in the woods after him. That would be a great movie. I'd watch that. <laughs> But but bittersweet symphony plays at the end of cruel intentions when yeah. she's caught for doing these evil things. Yeah, and then her whole reputation—that's all she cared about—is killed. In a way, that's a starting point to expose these shitty people in public, without being like shrill about it so no one listens to you. Yeah, you do it in a clever way, like they did in the movie *Cruel, cruel Intentions*. It was just passing out the diary of the guy who died, and she's talking about yeah. how great. How much he loved her, basically, and then yeah. she, in the middle of that, starts passing out the diary of, right. of all his uh, his opinions of her, you know, and how much, you know, mm-hmm. that's great, and that seems like that kind of scene where you get that catharsis as a viewer, yeah, and you're like, this guy gets it, he's yeah. getting it, he's getting what he deserves, yeah. You know? Anyway, that that was great. Yeah, so it was. It, I highly recommend the movie. I, I really did it. not. I didn't I, see it. I really did not spoil it because no. it. Because you really, uh, the she does such a good job of um, expressing the emotion and the frustration and the confusion that she's going through, uh, under understanding what happened to her. That um, 
it, it's definitely worth a watch. So. Yeah. That is my movie review for the week. Excellent. <laughs> I will watch that movie at some point when I'm in a good emotional place about this and I don't want to, I mean, because I don't see it. It ends happily where the guy's ruined. Uh, so I can deal with that. But I have to still be able to focus on what actually happened in that movie instead of thinking about, say, my crap is non- unrelated to her particular story. Oh, and by the way, at the end, they do say that it, the, any of the scenes that, that uh, uh, show, because, I mean, they do flashbacks and stuff like that. Of where, them being slightly intimate, but they had an adult actress. Yeah, yeah, they had uh, an adult stu- that double really well. um, doing all those scenes, which, I, is, I, I uh, which makes me uh, happy. Because um, over the years, you know, Hollywood directors have been really cruel to some of their actors and actresses. And and I was like, I'm not down with that. You mean like abusing a kid to show the the abuse? Well, 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 like, um, like um, Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Made her. She was a she played a prostitute. A young 13 year old prostitute. Oh, she was. I think she was younger than that. She was maybe 12. Some roles just don't make sense for a movie. If you're going to play a 13 year old, play like a very short 18 year old at least. Like, you know. But uh, but I will say, considering Jodie Foster seemed to have a fairly decent home life and she's well balanced. But she had that stalker that wanted to kill her. But that's that's a tough thing. Those are traumas in themselves. It doesn't matter about the home life. That age. Yeah. It's her formative years, and this guy wanted to kill her, remember? And, killed yeah, her or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? John, uh, what was that killer guy who, who ended up shooting Reagan, right? Wanted to impress Jodie Foster? Yeah, yeah. He wanted probably to from that movie where Jody she's a 13 year old prostitute. Yeah, probably. Sick. And, um, and, and, well, like, um, order of predator, though. Um, Shelley Duvall in The Shining. I mean, the director there tortured her, tortured her, made her cry so she'd be unstable and running. Oh. And panicking. Oh, uh, Beyond made shot, her cry. When yeah, shooting, when he's chopping the axe in the. She was never the same after that. She was like seriously broke. had it broke her. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, and and it's like and and you know all this stuff coming about out about Joss Whedon. He sounds like he's he's, he's a tough he's guy in the similar he not, vein, but he's not like a predator. At, at least not that I've seen so. He's just far. an asshole. He's a complete. But he's asshole. a little misogynistic. Yeah. And he likes certain women. A certain way, and if they're not, they can't. Inter- you know, he hasn't put them on the show, and he'll just break their career. Like the woman got pregnant, Charisma Carpenter. You said right? Yeah. She got pregnant, and they threw her off the show without even telling her. Yeah. It's yeah. like he's using she- these women. Yeah, and that, that's not cool. But it's not the same as like running a whole studio just to get kids to these. Parties. Oh no, 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 no! It's not. It's it, there. There are levels of cruelty. They wouldn't and- be to me not shades of gray, but like degrees on a knob. Yeah. You know, like these guys don't deserve. The same thing as the guy who would, yeah, molest a child and impregnate, say, Jamie Lynn Spears, right? Which is what this Schneider guy supposedly right. did. You know, yeah. that guy deserves whew, anyone to, you know, be able to legally purge him. You know, I, I have a I have a very hard line view of these guys, but there's yes. degrees, and they're yes. not like shades of gray. You can't have shades of gray because these guys live in shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't so bad. I just touched your inner thigh. No, what did you do with that in, when you went home? What yeah. did that do to me when I knew you did that? You know? Yeah. That kind of crap. Um, you can't have too many shades of gray with this, but there are certain degrees. Like, if you didn't go past a certain threshold of abuse, you're still a dick. Yeah. You know, you're not going to touch somebody, uh, and maybe you don't want to, but you want to control people, and that's just an asshole. Yes. And maybe you deserve whatever the outcome of that is. Yeah. So That's the hard part for me sometimes, because I'm like, that's a lot like the other guys, but he didn't go that far. As, you know? At least as far as we know. And we don't know what his thoughts were and thought crimes or whatever, but 
Yeah. As long as he's not carrying some yeah, sort of legal materials. I mean, all the, know, all the people who've come forward have not said that, you know, Joss ever sexually abused them in any way. He's right. just an asshole. He's just a total asshole. And he, liked, he, liked, he likes making people cry. He likes, you know, torturing people and on set. filming it, right? Like, he doesn't cry and he'll film it. Is that it? Well, no. I mean, he, it's like he would, like, get okay. the cr- writers to cry. Oh, writers, huh? The female writers. Oh, really? Yeah. That's helpful, I guess, yeah. for, the, for the film. See these psycho directors like uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who did uh, that Vietnam movie where they're really getting shot at um, by real, real like rebels still living in the woods. I have no. There idea. There were movies like this guy would go out there. Uh, not Werner Herzog, but a guy before him uh-huh. in the eighties. These crazy gung ho directors who don't care what happens to anyone as long as the film is good. Yeah, they're psychos. Yes. And and they need they're probably all over Hollywood because they make money. I mean, how can you believe these guys were really shot at while they were filming? No, the guy put them to the place where those rebels live so he get shot at, mm. provoked them. You know, crazy. Oh, look at what a crazy gung ho director I am, standing on top of it, you know, waving a flag and holding a bullhorn. Yeah, all shot at. Well, you know? it's like I, it's like I have to remember right. there was a a director and I don't even remember what they were directing, but they had somebody on set. They were filming in right. Georgia. Right. And it was on a live, it was on a train um, bridge. Yeah. And they were filming on that, and a train came by and actually killed one of the people. One of the cast members. <laughs> yeah. They didn't get a permit and make sure there's no train. Yeah, it was just like, what the Holy fuck are crap. you doing? They should have been nowhere near. And that I thing. have no idea where. I was like, I, I have to find that again. But uh, selfish, creative people are evil. I was just like, dude, no. Cre- I mean, no. Like, what's the point of creating stuff that's only for you? And I'm sorry. There's a there. Acting is a skill and it's a craft. And the whole point of acting is that you don't actually have to get on the right. train. Right. You tracks go on, a good to get hit by the train. Right, you don't go on the train tracks to get by the train. <laughs> no. If someone is a, an, you is just a, pretend you do. <laughs> there are professional criers, right? At funerals, you know, like big Hollywood funerals, yeah. they need a full crowd and yeah. they need someone crying. Yeah, they'll hire people to go cry. There are actors for that. You don't need to go make someone cry like Shelley Duvall just to get her screaming when the guy's coming at you with an axe. No, and she- Shelley Duvall is a perfectly good actress. She didn't need that. The, the story and the reality. Because then you're messing with someone's mind. Yeah, yeah, that's good that's actors not shouldn't cool. have to do that. And, uh, yeah, uh, lame. It's kind of lame in a, as a creative t- the choice. Honestly, I feel that's a lame creative choice to make someone really cry just to get the film of the character crying. Say, yeah, that's a lame director. He can't get the real from the person by making them relaxed enough to go and do it themselves. Yeah, like I mean, if I got to the right place, say I was acting in a, a play or something, I needed to cry. I find a way. Oh, yeah. I find a way to get there Yeah. on my own, and that's what an actor does. Yes. You don't need a director making you cry by scaring the shit out of you or yeah. abusing you. Yeah, that's, that's not lame acting. Director. That's actually real. It's a lame director. No creative uh, ability. I mean, I mean, you know, on the, on the other hand, it's like there are, you know, it's like when the directors let, you know, the characters ad lib and they crack each other up and stuff like that. That's cool. Fairly Brothers, they use that stuff. Yeah. They'll sit there and film like, okay, yeah. we're dressed as the cop and the other thing, the nurse and the cop. And here we are, what happens now because we're standing next to an ice cream yeah. stand and something happens now and film it. Play yeah. it in character and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And they have tons of that stuff in their movies. They have a thin plot usually, but they foster a great directorial environment where everyone's yes. having fun and the great natural comedians that they pick yeah. come out with it. Yeah. 
and it's amazing. And even the people who are like on the border of like only when they're super comfortable, they joke. Like uh, what's her name? Um, she was in um, Bridget Jones. She's a great. She's a comedian, but mm -hmm. she's got a softer tone, right? Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and they boosted her energy uh -huh. by having her hang out with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. And he's a good person who can get you laughing. I, yeah. I've, I've heard everything about the guy. He's great. Yeah. He broke a little when his wife died or whatever. It hurt him, and so he got weird. Yeah, he, he definitely he's a, did. He's a true creative. Yeah. But on the same uh, turn, he brought out the best in that cast because that cast was funny as hell in that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, what about, um, not what about Mary, something about Mary. It was, it was the other one. Uh, the guy um, with the multiple personalities, ironically. Um, Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, oh yeah. Her. She had yeah. the personality. Yeah. But he was a cop who was messed up, right? Yeah. And they fell in love. He had multiple personalities, didn't he? In that I movie. I don't remember. I, it was, it was funny. They, they can play with mental illness in a lighthearted way. Mm -hmm. And they can play with disabilities of mental nature, like in What About Mary with the guy with the headphones? Yeah. Those are good directors. Yeah. But they don't abuse their cast. And they had someone who was li literally with Down syndrome who was in a good uh, nature about it mm -hmm. and smart. Because, I mean, Down syndrome doesn't mean dumb. It means no. you have, you know, yeah. there are doctors who have Down syndrome, really. Yeah. And uh, so they got a guy with Down syndrome who was okay with expressing it as having Down syndrome, mm -hmm. I think, if I recall correctly. They had him play the part, and they weren't making fun of anybody. Yeah. Anyway, you can get away with more if you're not abusive. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that a segue to something? I, I don't know, but I agree I, with you. I babble. But I get it. I, 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 like, I like people. I don't mind, like, intense movies. But, like, not all. Like, not anything is anything goes just to make art happen. Yeah. It, I don't but, believe in that. But anyway, it made me very happy that they did not, you know, put that girl in that situation. The real girl. As opposed to that horrible show uh cuties on netflix oh, god no yeah, that was awful i didn't see it but i saw i saw enough. i saw that because i it. i am one of those people that if i see like a, a like an outrage on facebook i will go like to you're not immediately jumping on the bandwagon because i i want to see it <clears throat> and i'm like i will tell you in my personal opinion that the movie had completely unnecessary crotch shots Ugh. Of little girls no, it, grinding, and I'm like, why? This, I heard these this stories. Did not need to happen. I didn't need. You to could see have it. told the story. No, I didn't. Without having those those you, shots. When I heard it, I don't jump on the bandwagon either because yeah. hey, you know, but this is one issue where you gotta kind of say they're probably got something. If yeah. there's smoke, there's fire on this story. Yeah. And so you hear about these things, and I heard little blurbs like that, like you talked about. About like suggestive clothing and dancing, and they're in front France, yeah. and so it's a different moray. It's a different sexual moray, and it may not be ethical. <laughs> like I yeah. don't know if I agree with how France does stuff with that, yeah, or wherever they were, you know. Well, and the director Spain claimed France. it was, it, you know, because well, at the end of the movie, the girls do their routine for this competition, and they're they're booed off the stage, and that was kind because of they were being too suggestive, and yet there's a crowd. Like yes. Little Miss Sunshine was creepy to me because they had these little girls really dancing, and this one girl wasn't like that. But they had all the other ones doing it. Yeah, but that's, that's how real... those those that's how those pageants are. Right, but they literally had the actresses wearing that crappy clothes. Yeah, but and they that's... were doing their little dances. But they were trying to be true to what the pageants are. Yes, so I, I was like... but they inflicted the harm that the pageants caused by filming the movie. This is the problem that I have. Okay. It's like like when I was a kid, I'd watch um like a chubby kid, and they're making fun of the chubby kid, and he's crying and he's eating, and they're they're filming mm -hmm. this right. Yeah, this kid's really crying. And yeah. he's really a fat kid, but he gets a role and he's happy to be in a movie yeah. as the fat kid who's crying because he's too fat. You know? uh -huh. This is a real person. And yeah. just because it's on camera 
doesn't mean that no one's getting hurt. Yeah. And I don't, I, I can't live like oblivious to that. Yeah. I can't be oblivious to that. People are really getting hurt over these things. And you can't just put a, a little girl's pageant on and criticize it. I mean, you could if you went real light with it and you kept all the kids dressed like her. In, in, like just a little different. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe they're wearing velour gold or something. Mm-hmm. But you don't want John Bonet Ramsey uh, kids that are literally the pageant kids. So they're like, come over here and we're going to make a movie about pageant kids. And meanwhile, they're being abused in the first place. Yeah. You go to that, that well of abused kids and tell them to get on stage in a movie. It's about how bad it is that they're being abused. And they're all about it because they want to be on stage because their mom said so. Yeah. It's still sick, you know? Just because it's in a movie doesn't mean it's not sick. Yeah. Well, a little, little Miss Sunshine didn't upset me. It was better than normal, but they showed some creepy dudes who seemed to be way actually into it. Like the one guy there in the middle who was like too into it, <laughs> that's messed up. I bet he was a real messed up guy. They had to get a guy who was authentic about it. Yeah. It, uh, so, uh, but it, it, at me, the same time, me I mean, question like, the whole thing. It, well, well, honestly, I mean, I, 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 if, if she had like gone and she had competed and she'd won the pageant or something like that, I, I, I think I would have felt more like you do. Yeah. But instead, like the whole family was like, "What the fuck is this? We don't. We care. need to get our little girl out of here. We're gonna, you know, support I know, but her because like, we love her. Just because but... you have a moral message doesn't yeah. mean it excuses the last amount of that movie that had the real shit in it. Yeah. Because these guys who are creepy are sitting there watching for anything like that. They collect kids' clothing magazines. They collect anything they can get just so they don't get caught with something real. Yeah. And they used to use uh the internet guys, like during Silk Road, they would hide internet on virus ridden computers all over the internet so they would log into your computer to get their child mm. they do that and so supporting that with any kind of movie that would potentially be watched by them is hard it's really delicate to get that in there and actually yeah. make a message little miss sunshine is a great movie yeah but unfortunately they were a little oblivious and when you're oblivious and you're still stepping on someone's foot or you're you accidentally hit someone didn't notice you still hit somebody because you're being careless right People got hurt, I bet. You know, I bet they were very, very careful. Unless they were getting out of the pageants, like ex-pageant kids, but then they dress them up anyway. Yeah, I have no idea. No ideas. No idea what really happened. But, uh, but just because they had a positive message doesn't mean someone didn't get hurt. That's, a, that's what you have to do in this culture. Yeah. Because you can't get away with saying, this is great. Because you get cuties and people have an out- outrage. Oh, my God. But Little God. Miss Sunshine, which is a good movie as a plot uh-huh. and good actors, there's still that disturbing part of it. But maybe they did something like uh, creative to not get people hurt, no crowd or something, you know, yeah. with like a good clinical set of cast filming, you know. Yeah. But then when the film's made, there's some creepy guy out there watching. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. know if that's like too far into it because of my weird, weird issues. Am I being unreasonable? I don't know that you are. I, I honestly never looked at Little Moose Sunshine that I, way. But... I think too far into the details. It's like, but, and 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 I know I, I can. Freely admit, I'm not as sensitive to you and uh, as you. Right, and it, it's like it's normal for people not to worry about that. It was a good movie. Yeah, but what I think is this stuff happens under your nose, and that that's why these guys get away with it. It's like a little league coach who touches kids because no one would ever expect it, and they're like, "Oh, that's obviously because it's wrong." We yeah. know this, right? Yeah. But if you never had it happen to you, there's a right. certain thing that happens where you're just like, "Nah, that wouldn't happen. They didn't yeah. do anything wrong. These kids, no one got hurt." But I bet you. If they're dressed up like that, there's something messed up happening, but, or at least in their life, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like Cuties was on a whole nother level. Of, it was like, lascivious, what? supposedly. What the fuck? 
I'm glad you watched it because you could do it clinically and say, like, this is messed up. Yeah. But if I watched that, I'd be, I'd be screaming. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's like, and uh, in, in, in at least the, uh, the director, you know, said, you know, that I think it was a woman that she was trying to point out the problems with things right. like that. But I'm the like, positive message goes with the, the money making opportunity. But I'm like, yeah, okay. About positive message on that. Um, yeah, you could have but you could have done the whole story without having the crotch shots of the kids. They always hide you behind that have positive done that. message. You could have done so, that. So, like, okay, I, I was going to talk earlier when we were talking about this. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh-huh. But I ran a group home with my wife for right. abused kids. And I dealt with some kids who dealt with stuff like this. Because yeah. I had, and it was supposed to be for teachers, but I got us the job because I was an actual victim. You're right. And so they let me in there, and it was well-supervised. No one's worried about anything. The girls right. on the other, there was one girl in the program, and Tammy dealt with her in private uh-huh. when she needed private help. Yeah. And I dealt with only the boys. Right. That was the rule, and it was awesome. So the house yeah. was actually physically divided with a wall, so the kids went upstairs to different sides of the house. Uh-huh. Perfect little setup, and we had uh, supervisors there all the time. We had a whole full house most of the time uh-huh. of, of staff. And then at night, we cooked them dinner, and they went to bed, yeah. you know? And then we'd take them on trips, and we were well-trusted. But in that field, you always feel like people are looking at you like you might be a creep. Right. Right? I had this one uh, probation officer that I think was a creep working in the program. He'd take over for weekends so we get a vacation. He was a parole officer for teenagers. He chose that job. He ended up working at our place, and I didn't trust him. Something was wrong with this guy. Mm-hmm. But luckily, he was well-supervised on those weekends. Yeah. You don't leave anyone alone in that house, really. It's a, it's a, it was a board member situation. Yeah. Board members would come over and hang out. And it was a full-time, like, open house, you mm-hmm. know? <clears throat> so I think that he couldn't get away with anything. But people do gravitate towards jobs where there are kids. Oh, yeah. And he worked He worked in the parole system for, like, teenage offenders, you know? And that's why he was respectable yeah. to do the weekend help when, whenever we needed a break. But on the other hand, it's like you get the pure angels who get attracted to that, too. And it's like I had... I had... You mean pure angels, like good people? Yeah. Okay, I, I thought you were... These yeah. guys use all sorts of Well, no, I mean, it's like I, I have a friend who was a victim of uh, a Catholic priest. Uh. And um, he because of that, he ended up going into social work because he wanted to help kids that were abused like he was. And I understand this. this and, is, when you're hurt, you want to go there. Yeah. But you end up kind of facing these guys and you see a few of them. Like there's another guy who worked in the program. He was the tutor for math. Never mm-hmm. unsupervised because that yeah. was the day that our guy... Uh, the, the board director, George, would come over every time this guy was here. Uh-huh. Why would he come over only when this guy was here? Mm. Did he know something? Mm. And why is the guy working as a math tutor? Gotcha. But he felt creepy. He was a little too, like, jokey with the kids doing math. Yeah. Like, you know, what's the point of that? Anyway, uh, there were two guys, only the two, who creeped me out a little. Everyone else who worked the program was great. Yeah. So it's not like everybody, but they're they're gonna they're gonna swarm around you. Oh yeah, well the, I mean the, the sharks will sharks will circle when there's blood in the water, you know. Yeah, yeah. Guys with that predilection, I mean, it's like they they end up you know being they're so bold about it. Being coaches and they, they end walk up right working in, they, in high school. They talk and they they, they do they, all the proper paperwork. Yeah. They cross their T's and dot their eyes so they can get yeah. close to those. The, the smart ones, anyway. Yeah, that, the that dumb just, ones just get, do something horrible mm-hmm. to someone, probably kill somebody. Yeah. But the smart ones are the ones that will hide out and be mm-hmm. a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, mm-hmm. anything, pediatrician. Yeah. They just want to get close to those kids in a really uh, way where you'd never suspect it. No one ever suspected a pediatrician, right? You yeah. know? Yeah. They do it. So they love to hide right among you. That's why I don't think they're human. You said the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. Something I about don't, them. I don't understand it. Body snatchers. 
It makes no sense to me. And I'm making it light as much as I can. It creeps me out. They're not like us. No. I can never do that to a kid. Right. And, I, and, I'm not I, saying, and I don't understand is, how anybody that could. That wasn't the implication. I know no, 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 no. I, it would never occur to us to want to do something like that to a yeah. person. It's like you couldn't, you couldn't um, get ready to do something harmful to a child. Like, yeah. Get excited, right? Yeah. We don't have that nature. That wasn't the implication. No, I know. What I mean by they're not like us, there's something about their their alien mind, you know? It's almost like, you know. They have an alien mind. Um, Almost like, you know, they're sharks. Yeah, that's what I say, predators. Yeah. Everyone's called them predators. And, and you don't want to say, like, this is what bothers me, too, sometimes with doctors. They'll say, like, there's no such thing as evil. There's no such thing as a monster. Oh, so, that, that reminds me of that other. I believe there is, you know? Oh, okay. Can we take, take a pause and we'll Absolutely. discuss the other thing? All right, we're we're uh, back from the break, and I wanted to talk briefly about. Um, it was a documentary I saw called "Crazy but Not Insane." Yeah, and um, I think that was on HBO Max too. I was like, I'm big into the HBO we're Max. We're really these days. big into HBO. I wish I was watching more. <laughs> but um, in and it's really about a psychologist uh, lady who ended up just due to choices in her career interviewing uh, several different uh, men on death row and serial killers and um, and she ends up testifying for the defense in the majority of her cases because they have she has found they've all been abused. Several of them suffer from So in a, a way, she kind of mitigates the sentencing on that. Yeah, yeah. As a it, medical witness. But, but one of her ideas, and this is not something that I actually agree with completely, is is that, you know, the evil is not born, it is made. And I don't entirely agree with that. Neither do I. So, um, I think they're broken people who come right into this life. And, 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 and you do, yeah, and you do have the occasion where, you know, you have somebody who had a relatively normal childhood without much abuse and end up being evil, evil as, yeah. as hell. It's, maybe they're too privileged or something, they say. Yeah. But if it's always so. a diagnosis, it's never going to be solved. Right. Because it, it's got to be like there's a certain number of people who are just evil. I believe in good and evil and then shades of gray in the middle. Yeah. So, so, but it, it's, it's interesting. And, um. She had a, a. She has a theory. She got to interview Ted Bundy before he was executed, and uh, had this theory that um, he had um, DID, and she comes up with no some evidence. No, it is absolutely not an excuse. But it's but it's was, interesting. That's the way she handles these cases. Yes, that way, is somehow she, is an excuse. I think she might. It be was doing the other society. personality doing the horrible things. I think she'd fit in that gray area in the middle because yeah. she's doing a disservice to society by trying to help. I think it's a disservice to let these people live. Well, it, it's interesting because you got that one side, and then you got the side that the and they have like at least one psychologist arguing with her on there about uh, right. you know how that you know. Uh, they're they're just making it up and DAD doesn't exist. The doctor saying which DAD doesn't, doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, that doctor's an asshole. So there's. I thought he was arguing with her over her tactics. No. He's worse than her. Yeah. So there there's such it, a thing as as mental illness, and there's also such yeah. a thing as evil. And I believe yeah. sometimes they're spirits. Yeah. I really do. Uh, there have to be consciences beyond ours, and some of them would be evil. Spiritual doesn't mean good. Right. You know, there can be spiritual things that are purely evil. Right. That's true. 
That's true. You know, and, and it's like, like, a, like an animal e- predator. Even as like I was listening to uh, one of the Tao philosophers or something the okay. other night, and they were talking about you can't have, you can't even define good without evil. I don't know that. But I, I disagree but, a little bit with that one. I think we can do away with evil and still know what good is. What well, is altruism and empathy? Like yeah. without that, you don't need evil to, to describe that. But it, it's it's hard to. Oh, I, I understand as what you're saying. As close as you get to that, you're good. Yeah. You know? But um, but I, I but at the same time, I kind of understand what they mean. You can't define evil without good, though. I would say. Okay. I'd say it's more that good is primary. Uh huh. And I'm one of these strange people that do, despite all the things I've seen, believe that people are fundamentally good. And that there is evil that happens, and that's the worst of it. It's like um, to, a, to a person walking in the woods when a lion eats you, that's evil, right? And to the person who's doing evil, maybe they're just a predator, but it's still evil done to us. Yeah. And if there's something that's conscious, and it does something evil to somebody, a human being does something to somebody, mm-hmm. that's where evil really is. You yeah. have to know what you are to be evil. Uh, so it's like I, I semi-contradict myself. The animal <laughs> itself, right? But imagine a fully human intelligent lion. Right. That's evil. If you know what you're doing, even a predator that uh-huh. knows it's dealing with a conscious creature, in a way, that's kind of evil, you know? Yeah. But then again, that, that's the whole thing with, like, people's faith. They believe that <coughs> we're done fighting evil or whatever. We'll all just have peace and that the lions won't kill you no more, you know? And maybe that's not really realistic. Who knows? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't think, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say this because it, Kind of puts it well. Evil's weak. It, well, the thing is, is that you know, people, our nature, we don't grow and change unless we deal with tough stuff. You think that it's necessary? And I'm like, though, that, it like, doesn't necessarily mean evil, evil per se. Challenges are different but, from evil, though. A healthy family can challenge a guy to make him healthy. Yeah. You know, a, a dad who's a little tough on you makes you do some yard work and build stuff, makes you into a carpenter or a wood. You know. Yeah. That's a good challenge. But do we really need to be playing hard mode when we're walking down the street and waiting for some guy to jump on us? Right. That's, that's not true. really necessary for, for growth. Yeah. And so that could be done away with, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think we it's have to just... become vegans all over the cosmos. <laughs> but I do think we can end this stuff by just getting rid of these guys. Oh, yeah. Well, They're evil. It's... There's no way to fix them. It's it's an interesting world we live in right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where I think goes. a challenge is always good in life. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the challenge where do you get to get up and go feed yourself because yeah. you've got abuse, you know? Yeah. That's not the challenge we need to grow. Right. It's it's poison, it's salt in the earth of, of, of our growth. Yeah. You know? It's pointless. We don't need it. I think that evil is secondary to good. And I think the mental illness doesn't make you evil. No. It's a terrible idea. I totally agree These with evil that. Evil guys cannot use mental illness as an excuse because often no, they'll play at it. Oh. Trying to get off, you know? Yeah. So what it is to me is it's a, re- a revelation of your own character, whatever you've got going on in your brain, which is just as valid as any physical element. Mm-hmm. But how you are is displayed by your mental illness. Well, I it, could be yelling when I'm sick or something, right? I've, I've, I've done this a couple times, like in the summer when I was really sick after the car crash and I was scared yeah. for the first time for my life. I never cared for my life. But then I got a car crash and thought I might die. Yeah. And I loved you and I didn't want to die yet, you know? Yeah. So I went nuts for a summer. And I remember I fell out of the wheel, uh, not wheelchair, the, the rocking chair backwards because I was so freaking out. Not yeah. because I almost died, but because I was so angry at these spirits or whatever the hell messed with my head my whole life. 
Uh, my mental illness combined with anything that would prey upon me because I had a mental illness. You know? Right. Whatever it is, I don't know. But I was so frustrated with the thing that I fell backwards out of this rocking chair. That was a big moment I remember for that whole summer. I remember almost everything I said in my babble, oddly enough. Because my internal experience, I don't forget. The external, I know, I, I, I lose track of sometimes. Um, but, but that was the darkest part of our day when you and I were talking and you, you ended up yelling at the thing. And uh, it, it went away for a while, you know? <laughs> that was an evil spirit, not my mind, because it's not a protector. They say dissociation is like something to protect you, right? Yeah. This thing does no protection for me. Right. The thing is left after I healed every other part of my mental illness. There's evil. Yeah. There is evil. Yeah. No, and I, it, I, and you I, can't I use your mental illness I, as an excuse. I, I, I honestly think people who deny there is evil is in the world have an agenda. Well, I don't. Agenda? Well, my, my, honestly, my mom was like that. I don't think she had an agenda. It could be a Pollyanna. The yeah. agenda is avoiding what's happening. She she was very much a Pollyanna. She wants she to always, not know about it. That's yeah. her agenda. But, yeah. But there's a malicious agenda for some of these guys yeah. too, because they do evil things. They're like, you know what? In France, they can sleep with a 13 year old, and it's <laughs> fine. Let's talk about that," said the Nambla guy. Yeah. You know, these guys do that shit, yeah. and they just want an acceptance for the unacceptable. Yeah. They want to walk around and just casually take a bite out of people, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not acceptable. I agree. Anyway. That was but. the point I wanted to make. We, we did this segment slightly before this. We, we started it, and we had we started a... started it, we ran out of power. We had a battery issue. A battery issue. But um, I think we are done for... Thank you for letting me make the point about mental illness is never an excuse. Oh, that, no. Because making an excuse for crazy stuff like violence... Is, is a way to diminish the actual mental illness and, and prevent it from getting the proper help. Yeah. Because people are afraid of crazy people. Right. But there's good crazy people. People who come up to yeah. you and give you a weird flower and say, hey, I found a flower. I, I love you. And God told me to give it to you. You know? Yeah. That's still a good person. They're just nuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then there's another guy who says, well, I'm crazy. You can't punish me. Yeah. You know? Screw that guy. <laughs> I, I hear you. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Give me some medicine, drug me up, and let me get high. You know, <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they want. They just want like the easy way out from what they've done, yeah. and that's not that's not acceptable even with a mental illness. There's no excuse for it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. baby. I know you're trying to end the show, but I do the loops, and I looped that one time. Okay. We're Are all you... set. All right. I love you. I love you too. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody.